0: Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woken Big. And today, my guest is the best rapper you've probably never heard of. His name is Spit Gems, and he is a monster. His new record, The God Who Forgot Himself, is out on all streaming services, whatever your streaming platform of choices, be it Spotify, iTunes, iTunes, Whatever weird one that you have that you think is special to you because you're cool, he's probably on that too. Look him up. Spit Gems with a Z, not an S, with a Z. Doing each other a solid here. You check him out, I promise you will not be let down. If you are let down, Tell me what you dislike about his music. I would love to hear your feedback. In fact, I would love to hear what you are listening to uh, and what you think I should be listening to because we've got a lot of time to sit around and listen to music for the next couple of weeks, especially if we're going to try and be uh, mature adults and not lick toilet seats on airplanes. However, um, folks are going to do what folks are going to do, and I'm not going to judge you, but... Maybe I will, all right, but I'll keep my thoughts to myself because bless your heart. All right, I do want to give a very, very solid shout-out to uh, to my supporters uh, during this time, especially my supporters who cannot, cannot function, cannot provide their services. Uh, the first one being Iron Asylum, who are located at 35165 KB Drive, Um, You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, as well as their website, theironasylumgymak.com. They carry supplements, um, amongst many, many other products. Um, They will be open up soon enough, all right? You just got to hold on tight. Until then, follow their Instagram page for regular updates, as well as entertaining memes. Damn it. Um, If you hear anything in front of the mic right now, that's my cat. Oreo. Some of you may be familiar with Oreo as the cat on my shoes that is peeing in a toilet because she pees in the toilet. However, that's not what she's doing right now. She's in front of my face. <laughs> Bless her heart. Alright, so Iron Asylum, again, located at 35165 KB Drive. Um, yeah. When all of this is good again, be sure to go to the gym. I miss going to the gym. I miss working out. A lot of, um, like, the second half of last year was spent listening to Gorilla Monsoon from NEMS at 5 o'clock in the morning, and Spit Gems' song 200 was a a big part of that workout. Um, When you start getting to, like, the real heavy, you gotta kick the shit out of yourself part of the workout, fuck yeah. All right, great record. Both records. The God Who Forgot Himself, and Nem's Gorilla Monsoon, they're great workout records. Now, the other place that is not open right now because of the quarantine, AK-49 Martial Arts. Now, if you're interested in learning some Bang Muay Thai, it's, uh, if you're not familiar with Bang Muay Thai, it's the sweet science of boxing, but you get to use your legs as uh, essentially baseball bats. You get to treat your shin like a baseball bat and like whack it into somebody's leg or their side or even into their head if you're that flexible. But the beauty of it is you get to use it for mobility. You get to stretch yourself out. Uh, it's basically murder yoga, which brings us to jujitsu jitsu and um, mountain jujitsu, um, located in the same spot as AK-49 and BMT. Um, they are also unable to be open right now because of the um, current block on uh, gyms uh, opening their doors. However, your your coaches, your stra- your trainers are still available for privates. Um, if you want to get some training in, you want to work some mitts, you want to you want to do some training, man. By all means, no one's stopping you from um, from working out. No one is stopping you from learning. What they are doing is is letting you put yourself uh, and others in a place of great not safety. Think of it as not safety. So best practices and stuff. All right. So I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my best to stick in the house. I got to get some merch out, which means that I've probably got to order from stamps.com and get, you know, a scale and send shit out from my house for a little while, but it's okay. We'll make it work. We will all make it work because that's what we do, for Gumby. All right, we'll figure this out. We're all in this together. All right, fifty-one fifty vapes located in the heart of Soldatna. Um, if you are looking for flavored nicotine juices, they are a place that sells flavored nicotine juices. They also sell box mods and and not like the little shitty stuff that like little kids get in trouble for having. Like that's gas station garbage. That's created um by big tobacco like you the kids that they're telling you you know that are vaping they're not vaping these hundred dollar you know boxes of batteries with vape juices attached to them that your kyle's and your kale's are hitting um these things are these things cost like a pair of jordans man um and these are grown-ups but enough about that Uh, I'm not going to get into the politics of vaping right now. That's a whole other conversation. And, you know, seeing as we've got a little bit of time, we can have that conversation, but not right now. We're going to get to Spit Gems very, very, very soon. Um, But I do have to give a very solid shout out um, to the local eateries, uh, specifically um, the Schnitzel Bomber, uh, Kenai River Brewery, and really every restaurant in town in, in our little our little spot of the world who are accommodating uh, people and, and now doing deliveries when they didn't do deliveries to make sure that people don't have to leave their homes. Uh, thank you to the the food service workers. Thank you to the people that are working at our grocery stores, uh, keeping things stocked and keeping things calm. Really do appreciate what you're doing uh, during these times. All right. Um, I have to do uh, make mention uh, another one of our, our great supporters, Red Run Cannabis Company. Um, they're still working now in the city of Anchorage. Uh, in part of Mayor Berkowitz's lockdown, he stated that dispensaries are still open. All right, because people go to dispensaries to get their medicine. Now, if it comes to a lockdown here, I hope that Mayor Pierce does the very same thing. Um, but for his foresight, I would like to say thank you to, uh, um, Mayor Berkowitz for, uh, for making that call. Um, so yeah, with all that said, man, wash your hands, wash your ass, be safe, be cognizant of, of who you're around. This is I mean, it's really weird going out in public now because it's like, it's really kind of like having unprotected sex. Like you got to hope that the person next to you wasn't next to somebody who was nasty or something. And we're just going to go with you or something. We're not even getting get into specifics because you don't want to get the sniffles or whatever else comes along. You don't want any of that. They don't want any of that. And no one's really. I mean, I'm sure there're like some nasty people who are trying to intentionally like spread nasty shit. But generally speaking, I don't think most of us want to do that. And uh, so yeah, wash your head and wash your ass. Very important. Two very very important things. But the dispensaries uh, are staying open. Red Run is staying open um, until told otherwise. Red Run Manuf uh, Red Run Manufacturing. They make hash aid. They make uh, oils. They make. So if you if you're deciding that hey. I want cleaner lungs. I don't want to smoke anymore. I want to make edibles. They make oils for you. They make decarb oils so you can practice, you know, cooking at home. Which, yeah, you're a grown up. You figure it out. Decide if you want brownies or you want to make cookies or. Well, shoot, you can get creative. Make mac and cheese. Make some medicated mac and cheese. Shout out to, to Chef Jaylin sure I'm butchering his name. We're going to get him on the podcast too, because he seems cool. All right. Um, that's, uh, that's Red Ren Cannabis Company. And order online, ladies and gents. Um, order online. Do that with restaurants too nowadays. If you can order online um, and minimize your waiting and hanging around time, I think the end of this, most of us are going to be Way better, uh, way better tuned into the internet and what's absolutely capable, uh, what we're capable of, and how actually connected we are. Um, so, maintain optimism through all of this, right? We're all going to come out of this uh, better and more beautiful beings to shine our lights on on those that we choose to shine our lights upon, or some such thing. Um, so, yeah. I also want to give a really, really big, big, big shout out. Um, to, uh, to Philosophy Phil, um, a.k.a. Daniel Lynch, uh, a.k.a. Filia Sophile, Felipe, man, Filia Sophia Felipe, yeah, Philosophy Phil, over at KSRM, and Dwayne Bannock, Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome himself, um, thank you for inviting me on to Sound Off, um, I appreciate the opportunity, and, uh. And also Bryce Stanton. It's good to see you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, your warning and then spit gems. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A-10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska 99611.
1: Uh, Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. Uh, I am on the phone with the un, the only, Fit Gems. Fit Gems, how are you doing today, man?
2: Peace, uh, What's the deal, man? I'm good. I'm well. Me and the family are safe and sound. Cooling. Drinking a couple. Fuck, man. Drinking a couple Coronas, man. I'm like on the H1 and uh, cooling. You know what I'm saying? Talking to... uh, Talking about Broker Home Bedroom, about what we're going to do with some music. That's
1: about it, man. How y'all? It's it's interesting up here. So I live in rural Alaska, right? But everything is already shut down. In Anchorage, pretty much the entire city is shut down. Restaurants are open and weed dispensaries are open. Necessities. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Necessities. Necessities.
2: For all the people who can't cook, there's so many people who can't cook or live alone. In this day and age, you know what I'm saying? Those, uh, those restaurants are big for those people. For me, that's not a problem at all. Dispensaries, I feel, you know, when they talk about, you know, uh, necessary uh, businesses, I feel like dispensaries are one of them. It is what it is. You know what I mean? If you're going to keep dispensing fucking toxic medication to people, then, you, sh- you know, people should be able to get their buzz, man. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's um, it's one of those things because you have an endocannabinoid system rather than like an endo-alcohol system. Your body actually has a way of pro- uh, processing the cannabinoids, whether it's CBD or whether it's THC or, or like a perfect blend. Plus, like you were saying, I mean, we're, we're hustling out like let's well, say we like the pharmaceutical industries are are hustling out um, all kinds of chemicals. Uh, and all kinds of products that are might be helping you in one thing, but then they've got to sell you something else to make you better in another regard. Your your heart medication is now making it impossible for you to get a boner. Now you got to take something for erectile dysfunction, and now you got to buy yourself a new car to make yourself feel better about having to buy a boner pill. The fucking cycle yeah, of death. That's, that's deep, right there. That's that's absolutely one one way of
2: seeing things, and and that pattern for me. I can tell you I've seen that pattern myself. It's one of the things I've noticed. You know what I mean? Uh, An older cat told me a story one time, and I was real young, man. At the time, I had to be like 13. He told me that he had a a flat tire fixed spot in Florida, right? This is in New York when I met him. We were doing construction. Uh, He used to live in Florida. He told me he had a flat tire fixed spot, and he said it was the only one for about six miles. So he said every four days or so, they would go out into the road and fuck up, tires, you know what I'm saying? Like glass, maybe tax, fucking different shit in the road, you know what I'm saying? Like because he knew that he had to keep business coming to him. You know what I mean? So when you look at shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean that's basic, I guess that's like we all do it in ways. You know what I'm saying? Like we all do it in ways. But when it when it when it puts other people in danger and it has no soul in it, you know what I'm saying? Like when it's hurting other people, it's a different story. You know what I mean and it, it's just a fucked up reality we living, but um I'm not you know I'm not like it's nothing new to me so i I look at all that i know that's exactly what's going on I mean I know that's what's been going on before I was born since I entered this world and all that, so I just try to I just try to you know decipher it as much as I can, but at the same time, I've accepted it, and I think everyone else has accepted the fact that everything around us in
1: one way or another is a little bit crooked. It's it's weird raising children in that environment. Like I got I've got kids. You you've got a, a daughter. It, you know, like raising kids to and to know and and teaching them like the people are that are supposed to be looking out for you aren't actually looking out for you, and you've got to look out for each other and you've got to look out for for yourselves. It's it's a fucking hard lesson to teach kids, man. Absolutely. I was speaking to my daughter. We were actually watching something earlier, and it was
2: an older lady, I believe, on a some news clip. And there was an older lady, she was being interviewed from behind her screen door, maybe it was the glass door, and she was on the phone, actually, and the interviewer was on the phone. And, um, you know, they had the cameras out and all that, so it used but a uh, phone conversation interview on camera, and, and she was talking about, she was expressing how she was a little disgruntled about how the youth of today are not really taking heed, you know what I mean? Talking about Florida, the kids are still on the beach, a lot of kids are still partying in different areas, running around. She was saying it makes no sense. And she said something. She said, when I was younger, you know, we would have just listened to the government and everything that they said and followed all the instructions, right? And then she said, now these kids think they know it all, right? That was one thing that stood out to me. And then the other thing that stood out to me was that she said when I was young, we would have listened, right? And then she closed by saying, this is how I made it to be 93. And I thought that was awesome, right? That was a cool way to close. God bless her soul. But the things that stand out to me about that, for so one, is two points there. For one, she said, back when I was young, I would have just, we, we would have listened to the government. Okay. And then me and my daughter had this conversation. I said to my daughter, of, of course, they would have listened to the government back then. You know, lo and behold, there was a time in this country where the government was the savior, when it had all the trust that you could imagine of the people. I mean, like the full allegiance, you know what I'm saying, to the government. Anything they said, they were saviors. They protected us. They kept us. You know what I'm saying? That existed at one time. So, you know what I mean? Every time I expressed to her, of course, that has changed, obviously. I don't know if we ought to get into that. You know what I mean? But um, the other thing is she said now these kids think they know it all. You're 93. You're from a time where you didn't have access to as much information as these kids do. Of course they know more or they feel like they know more than you felt like you knew at the time. You know what I'm saying? You you were just... Yeah those times people were just obedient and they were just leaning and, 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 you know, really, really just hoping that the government would save them and believing that they would. And, and maybe at one time that was the case. Like I believe at one time that that might've been the case. You know what I mean? But we're far removed
1: from all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, it's weird because you, you mentioned that, like being able to trust the government, but even looking back to, to whatever like window that you want to look at when it comes to our government uh where we might have trusted them, there was always some shady shitty shit going on in the background, whether it was dosing um whether it was dosing civilians with l s d uh not letting them know like Yo, we're- we're- oh absolutely uh, Worm- operation wormwood all that good stuff um but yeah it's it's a really fucking interesting time that we live in because we're able to get access to a lot of that information that they didn't want us to have 30 40 50 60 years ago. Um but records were kept, you know, and and it's weird that we're we're okay with believing that certain things happened or that certain things didn't happen or that we're getting all or even even a healthy fraction of the information that is actually there.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And and the thing is this though, man, I get real cerebral sometimes. I try not to speak too much on on my imaginative logic, you know, because you have your logic, you know, that keeps you based, but then we also have an imaginative logic, and when I say imaginative logic, I mean, like, there are things that you, you know, that you can deduce from what you know already and what's possible or what's possible to happen, so, you know, when you think in those terms, there are, you know, there are spaces and there is room for logic when you're theorizing. Some people... In this day and age, they feel like anything that's a theory isn't plausible in the least. My mind doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? I, keep a, I try to keep as much of an open mind as I possibly can, but at the same time, I'm super critical about everything as well. You know what I mean? That's the duality of men that I believe. Some people don't accept that. They're just stagnant, one dimension. You know what I mean? They have a certain base belief that doesn't allow their mind to really open up or, or consider possibilities. They can consider possibilities but not on a level where they're empathetic to the circumstances. You know what I mean? And, and, and with that it's like I look at everything and I just say, you know what? I keep my mouth shut about a lot because most people can't relate to what's on my mind half the time. You know what I mean? Shout out to Broken Home. Though. I got a good a good base around me and a good a good group of brothers around me, man, and I'm able to build with them and you know, we're just watching it unfold, man.
1: So, well, well thank you for bringing up Broken Home. Um, you and A1 just released a single today, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I believe it was released. Uh, we, we leaked it the other day and that it was released today officially on iTunes. It's called Neon It's produced by the homie Vic Grimes, who, uh, who also just got a new joint out with the homie Vinny pads That's big bro right there. He got a joint, I think it's called uh Lord of Chaos or something like that. You know what I mean? But um shout out to Vic Grimes, man. He's been he's been sending me a bunch of shit and we've been working hard. Word though. The name of the joint is me on It's out now, available on all platforms. You know what I
1: know mean? you can check that out. So who is Broken Homes and then how did you uh get together? All right, so it's broken home without the S, you know what
2: I'm saying? Oh just broken home, you know what I mean? That's a fact. But um, Broken Home is, is an establishment that was created by, by a great man named Ernesto Hernandez back in, like, I would say maybe 94 or 95, 1994, 95, in the story of Queens, in a place called Marine Terrace. You know what I mean? Like, um, this is a person who, uh, I'm somebody who's from Brooklyn, Queens. Like, I've been back and forth from Brooklyn and Queens my entire life. My whole family is from either Brooklyn or Queens. I'm Puerto Rican and Italian. My Puerto Rican family from Brooklyn, my Italian family from Queens. So that's been my whole life, Taylor Two City. But um I did I did kindergarten in the story of Queens and I met this person that I'm talking about, Ernesto Hernandez. Now years later, in about 95, he came up with the name Broken Home and she started rapping before any of us in Broken Home, before it was anything, you know what I mean? It was him rapping. And then um years later I had to a bid, I went to DFS, you know what I'm saying, which is a division for youth is like juvenile hall in New York. And I came home when I was about sixteen and I started rapping. And and then and then me and him got back together, we reunited, you know what I'm saying? And we just started building. And um Broken Home, you know, like the, the name Broken Home is my life story. Like it, it you know, it embodies my home environment and, and a lot of what a lot of what created the person I am today, you know what I'm saying, was based on that, that, that fucked up situation that I came up in. You know what I'm saying? So him coming up with that, I automatically related to it, and, I, and I, um, I gravitated to it. I loved the idea, and we just started building. He became my rhyme partner. We started recording. You know, like, we used to record on true actual, like, radio players. Like, you put the, the cassette tape in one that has the beat, and then you put the blank tape in the other one and press record, and you can actually rap into the radio. We used to call that the dual radios. You know what I'm saying? Like, we used to, we started doing demos like that and shit. It was just me and him. But around us was, was our family, people that we grew up with for years, like my brother Avo, you know what I'm saying, who always used to be doing the beatboxing when he was 12, 13 years old and all that, you know what I'm saying, and, and coming up with the hooks and the harmony and all that. So, like, he played a big part, too. You know what I mean? We all just kind of met. It was about six or seven of us, the original bass members at one time. You know what I mean? This is all before, like, 2000. You know what I mean? And we recorded a bunch of demos. We did a bunch of shit. And it just, you know what I mean? I went to jail. A couple different people went to jail. Different things happened. Hard times. You know what I mean? I came home in uh, 2007. And, um... You know, like I was just I, I picked up like almost immediately where I left off. Like broken home was everything to me still, it was still full scene ahead for me. I still wanted to do all the same things, you know what I mean? So everybody else <laughs> was done though. You know what I mean? Like everybody else around me, my brother Ernesto, you know what I mean? By the way, which is submariner, Pink manual who I'm talking about, Ernesto Hernandez, Submariner, you know what I mean? And, and and then my homie Alo, my brother Alo, you know what I'm saying? Like they were kinda done. Like, Alo had done some things while I was up north, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had done some things, put out some music, and actually had some success with it and created a buzz and kept the broken home name alive during that time. But by the time I got home, he was kind of done with it. But his younger brother, his younger brother, Chet was, was was still, you know what I mean, still had that passion and had become a real dope MC at the time. So what I wanted to do was just keep it alive, man. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, everybody wasn't aligned, so I dropped Aeronomics. I dropped a couple projects. I tried to include everybody I can. You know what I'm saying? But along the way, you know, it's a long story, man, shit. But along the way, I met FU, you know what I'm saying? And I met A1, you know what I mean? And and even before they were officially broken home members, we were already – like a group, like a, like a, a collective, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause we was just around each other nonstop putting in work. So basically with this, with this project, this broken home project, what I'm trying to do is bring back the original base members and, and mesh that with the new broken home being a one and FU, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know what I'm saying? And give the world what I feel is, is, is is an official broken home project It's to represent the old thing and new. and goddamn that was long-winded, my dude.
1: <laughs> it was, it was all right, man. It was, you you getting you getting the information out, You're getting the important stuff out, the good shit. I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing it with me. Um, you you recently released the project "The God Who Forgot Himself." Um, right now, what is your favorite song on the album?
2: Yo, my favorite song is, is "The Master of the Universe" remix with everybody on it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody. That, that 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 sent me a verse and jumped on that joint. You know what I'm saying? Was, those are all people that I have a relationship with. None of that shit is like, you know what I'm saying? Just all of that shit was natural. It was just who I felt wanted, like who I wanted to have on that song, I reached out to, and everybody sent it back, and it all came back perfect, man. So I'm really proud of that joint because I was able to bring so many different energies and different People together on one joint. You know what I'm saying? And the original song was my favorite fucking song that I ever did. You know what I'm saying? Like I took four, the original song, the first verse from the original Masters of the Universe, which is not even on the album because because I didn't use it. I changed it. But the original first verse to the first version of Masters of the Universe, I fucking used it so many times at live shows in New York, like as a acapella. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, on different radio stations. Like, to me, it was the greatest verse I had ever written. You know what I'm saying? So I read it in the mud. You know what I'm saying? Which is something that I tell people you should do. If you have one trick that you can do really well, don't just do it one time. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, like, that song meant a lot to me. That beat meant a lot to me. So when I went back and redid the first version, I was really happy with it. And then when I decided to remix it, I had high expectations but I was like, damn, this is some hard shit I'm trying to put together. The way it came out, y'all yeah, love it, man. I, I, it's my favorite joint off the album. Now, my favorite verse off the album is a different is a different joint. You know what I'm saying? My favorite verse off the album is on a track uh, called Father of Purity with me and G.S. is in. That verse that I did on that song, I feel like it's probably the best offering on that album.
1: Okay. So which came first, uh, though, with uh, the the album title, The God Who Forgot Himself, the song or the album title?
2: The album title came first. It was uh, just something I thought of. Uh, It was just something I thought of, man, because it related to me. Like, exactly what it's saying is, like, The God Who Forgot Himself. Like, I was at a point in my life where my behavior and my circumstances and just my energy wasn't right, and I just felt like, yo, at one time, I was feeling godly, and right now, I feel like I forgot all that. You know what I mean? So, it was kind of just like a shot at myself, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Like, just something to wake me up and make me try to change it. change. You know what I mean? Change the situation. That's how I started with the title. Uh, eventually, after that, I found out that there's a book titled something almost exactly the same thing. But it's The God guard, the guard Who... Or the God that forgot himself. You know what I mean? And and the key to keep it above, I never heard of that book before I made the title. You know what I'm saying? I just came up with the title and then after I fucking published the album and all that and put it out, it came to my attention. Like if it's something similar to that, like, you know what I mean? It's not talking about nothing I'm talking about, but you know, respect to that in 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 its own right. Well.
1: So what was, uh, if you don't mind sharing, like what was the specific moment where you're like, I've I've got to get back on my shit, like I've got to I've got to remember who I am, uh, and get back to to the core. Well, it was a string of moments, it's a series of things, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just
2: one specific moment, although there are specific moments that I could, you know what I mean? That I could put on a fucking. Uh, you know what I mean, on a ball, man, and, and, and circles. you know what I'm saying? But it, it wasn't just one moment, you know what I mean? Because it, I'm a hard-headed person, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm very, very intelligent, you know what I'm saying? And I, and, and I say that because I say that I'm intelligent not to dig myself up. I say I'm intelligent to take responsibility for my actions. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But – uh. Yeah, it's just a string of things because one situation, you know, doesn't teach me. I'm, I'm one of those people that, and obviously, if you, if you know me at all, if you know anything about me, clearly the first horrible situation in my life didn't teach me anything because I had multiple horrible ones after that. You know what I'm saying? And I stayed in the streets and I stayed grinding and I stayed a certain way for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, but, but um, it's been a while now. Like, yo, I've been out the streets. I've been crime-free and all that for a long time now. You know what I'm saying? But uh just because I escaped those parts of my negative self, it, it doesn't mean that I escaped the other ones. You know what I'm saying? So so you know what I mean? Like I had a problem with a lot of shit, man. I had a problem with um every time something good would happen, for instance, let's say I made a song to somebody that I grew up listening to, right? And this is something that happened to me a lot and I know I'm blessed for that. Like uh like like a lot of shit came my way, man. Like cats that I fucking you know, that I really held high and never imagined in a million years I would work with winds up working with me, man. And they reached out a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? It's like that feeling of being recognized and, and being, um, like, justified, I guess, man, after all these hardships and shit, and then something that you created is being recognized by somebody that you held in high esteem. Now, those moments would fuck me up because they would make me celebrate in a manner that I couldn't control because, like, I was like... You know what I'm saying? Like, just to have any success in life or or be recognized in a way, I just wasn't ready for it a lot. You know what I mean? So I celebrated a lot of times when I should have just kept building. You know what I mean? Like, I put my – I put Welcome to Hell's Gate out, right? I made exactly 13 – and some I made, like, 13 stacks of the Hell's Gate. iTunes, CD sales overseas, merchandise, different shit, features that came with it. Yo, I blew the whole shit. Like, I blew the whole shit in, like, two months. I just didn't know what to do is what I'm saying. Like, these are the the things that happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, when a person is isolated for a long time, it's hard to accept success or acknowledgement or even take a compliment sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I struggled with all of that kind of shit. You know what I mean?
1: So is it easier for you now to to take compliments or is it still something that you struggle with i think that uh, i think that now like i understand a lot more
2: you know what i'm saying that um that uh just anybody like any everything is a compliment you know what i'm saying like any attention paid to my craft is a compliment in one way or another so it kind of, like, helps me out, like, you know what I'm saying, whether it's good or it's bad. Like, I'm not somebody who's had a lot of, like, negative feedback at all, you know what I mean? But either way it comes, I'm just humble about it, man. Like, I, you know what I mean? And I appreciate everything. I'm the kind of person that, like, yo, son, if I got the time, I'll answer every fucking comment, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll try, bro. Like, you could DM me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could hit me at any time, I'll talk back. Like, I ain't by no means, you know what I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not in the air. I'm super humble, man. It just when I say it was hard taking compliments, I mean like it's like yo, it 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 takes a lot for somebody to believe in themselves. A regular person, when you've been through a lot of trauma and a lot a lot of of hardships and all that, it's almost impossible for somebody to convince you that you're worthy or or you're valuable. You know what I'm saying? So it's like your energy is coming from a different place. You know what I'm saying? So. you doing this shit for survival, whether it's emotional survival, psychological survival, you know what I mean? Whether it's therapeutic and absolutely writing and rhyming is my therapy, without a fucking question. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing it for this reason and, 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 and to make myself feel good. Outside uh, 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 criticism is almost alien. You know what I mean? And, and that's what I mean by difficult.
1: Okay. Um, I, I, I I feel you on that 100%. I think that most of us are so used to, at the very least, shitting on ourselves and whatever it is that we're doing that we have a hard time receiving compliments or or, or even believing that they're coming from, a like, a real place.
2: That's the thing right there. It's like, yo, I don't even want to begin to enter the game of believing that if you, if what you're saying is genuine. I just want to focus on the therapeutic part of what I'm doing. And that's why I've always wrote for me. I just write for me. Because you know if you like it, you like it. But well, this shit is absolutely for me. You know what I mean? And like the fact that I choose to spread certain information or, or get certain knowledge and views out, that's because I care about what happened to me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want it to happen to others. You know what I'm saying? But it, it still comes from 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 a a, a self a self preservation uh, yeah. and, and that's just reality.
1: So one of the things that I get asked a lot, and I would like to ask you, is uh, st- uh, supporting all, uh, artists with uh, in the, the streaming world. For example, uh, you sell you can sell music on Bandcamp, you can sell music on Amazon Prime, you can sell music on iTunes. If you're buying to try and support an artist, what is the best avenue to uh, to buy to spend uh, money with an artist? If you're
2: trying to support an artist and make sure the artist gets all that money, buy that. Buy their shit from them directly. Find out their fucking Zell, their PayPal, their Venmo. If they got an album dropping, your son, send your album dropping, you'll check this out. I wanted to send you the whole 15, maybe even 20, so none of these motherfucking streaming services or, or distribution services can even have a chance to take their cut. Here, take this cash. I just sent you this. Boom. That's the best way to support anybody. any merch, music, whatever. Just send them straight cash. But if you're going to, you know I man, if, if that doesn't work for you, then do as much as you can, man. So share their shit, man. Do the streaming shit. You know what I'm saying? Buy the online purchase. Buy the merch that they got. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it a buff, man. Our artist merch is really where it's at. If you really want to support an artist, you buy their merch, man. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where they're seeing the biggest profit margin. You know what I'm saying? Like, other than that, we all going through middlemen middle, man, if you're not copying directly from us. So, it, it is what it is, you know. what I'm saying like, but do everything, you know. saying, and and, and and everything is appreciated. I don't give a fuck if you ain't buy nothing, and you just shared it. Share it. That shit helps, man. Cause somebody who see it might buy it.
1: Um, you collaborated with with a ton of artists: uh, Stu is Benny Paz, Chino XL, Nems, Jazz, soon. The list goes on and on. Um, are there any where the the recording process uh, sticks out to you more than others? or maybe something that you learned from another artist's process?
2: Yeah, 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 a bunch of times, man, without a doubt. One thing that sticks out to me for sure, man, is uh, Sean P in the studio, man, which is on a joint that the world may never hear, man, or maybe at some point or another it'll be okay to release it, you know what I'm saying? But um, I never leaked it, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I won't, and I won't leak it, you know what I'm saying, unless I get the you know what I mean, the go-ahead from 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 the proper uh, sources and shit, you know what I'm saying? But um, that sticks out to me a lot, man, a lot, because, it, you know what I'm saying, me and T, like I was in the studio with T uh, numerous times, you know what I'm saying, like uh, in Goblin Music Studios in Queens, like numerous nights, breaking nights, just listening to beat beats, freestyle and trading verses, doing all kinds of shit, you know what I'm saying? But he called me on New Year's Eve, 2014. I was in my crib in East New York Brooklyn, like, and, and I was in Cyprus, you know what I'm saying? And, and some called me, like, yo, I'm in the studio. What, what you doing? I'm like, shit, I ain't doing shit. I'm like, listen, I'm broke as a motherfucker, though, So I'm just in the crib fucking with the music. He like, yo, son, you know what I'm saying? If you could get out here, come fuck with me, man. Let's do this joint. And, and the thing is, like, me and T had spoken about doing this song fucking over a dozen times already at that point. You know what I'm saying? It's just this opportunity didn't line up. He shit, we... A lot of times we was really just hanging out, really chilling. You know what I'm saying? To keep it a buck, man. Talking about different shit. Definitely talking about about hip hop though too, especially techniques, man. It, it's something I always remember, man. And it always sticks out to me how much he loved the technical, the technical part about like about MCing, about syllables and spaces and, and and spacing out and where to jump in in the in the bar count. Like don't jump in on the one, jump in on the two. Like just and, and all the shit that I was a nerd for, you know what I'm saying? So me and him, you know what I mean? And, and that, that's a lot. That's a big part of what we used to chop it up about, too. But that one song, though, man, you know, that studio session stands out to me in my mind, of course, because, you know, rest in peace, man. The God, the God is no longer here in physical form, man. You know what I'm saying? But but uh, it, it's a joint, man. Stu Bangers had produced it, you know what I'm saying? It was for the God who forgot himself. You know what I'm saying? And, and we was actually in the studio together. We wrote together. We did this shit together. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, there was there was different shit that happened you know, obviously, you know what I mean, the guard passed away and different shit happened, the song never came out. I never chose to leak it because I felt it would be disrespectful with everything going on. And I mean, and I know people were leaking a lot of different P songs at the time too, and it looked ugly to me. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be one of them niggas, you know what I'm saying? So I just didn't put it out. But but that session absolutely stands out, man. I remember I remember P telling me, yo, P telling me like like P listening to my verse and then telling me like, yo, son, you out of this world. Like was, like shit like that, yo, this is a half of the reason I still do this shit, son. You know what I'm saying? Like like son, son, son really loves this shit, man. You know what I mean? So that shit definitely stands out to me, man. Probably probably the, the, the most, you know what I'm saying? The most profound session
1: I ever had, bro. All right. Um, how did you connect with uh, Thurston Howell and the lowlifes?
2: Yeah, so, all right, man. So, me and Thurston, all right, so, like, living in East New York, right? I've known about Thurston Howell since I was young, and I've been a fan of Thurston Howell and all that, Lyricist and all that. Lowlife was something that was in my household, even in Queens when I was living in Queens. My uncles was crazy lowheads. I mean, some of the best that ever did it. Shout out to Buckshot, a story of Queens shit. Like, I mean... Maybe the best that ever did it out there, but um, you know, like that was in my household. I knew about the low life. I knew about you know what I'm saying. Having my Brooklyn foundation, I knew who they were. I knew what was going on. I knew about the sets. all that shit. I grew up in that. I'm from that New York. You know what I'm saying? That was regular shit. But um, when I came home and I, I, I was you know what I'm saying, I was living in East New York. This is like 2000 and let me say 2000 and uh maybe 10. You know what I'm saying, and then my daughter was going to a certain school out there in East New York, and then uh, you know I used to be low down, head to toe. I mean head to toe, good reflection. And then uh, there was another cat that was like that all the time, and I used to say, "What up, to son?" He used to acknowledge me. I used to acknowledge son. Boom, boom, boom. He's picking his daughter up. I'm picking my daughter up. Lo and behold, that's disco low. You know what I'm saying? So. Me and son get to talking and all that. You know what I mean? We always see each other, our daughters in the same school. He invited me to Lincoln week in Terrace Park for a lowlife event. It was a, a Philo was shooting a video called Spit on a Fake Lowlife. Now, um, Disco knew that I was nice with the camera, and I had a little editing skills and all that. He was like, yo, son, catch some behind-the-scenes footage if you want to bring the camera, too, and all that. I'm like, fat, I'm going to do that. So, boom, we did that. We chopped it up. You know what I mean? I met Philo. You know what I mean? I, I met Sun Low that day, you know what I mean, in Lincoln Tethers Park. I met, I met a lot of the homies that day in Lincoln Tethers Park. This is, like, 2010. You know what I mean? Um, They put me on the phone. Disco put me on the phone with Thurston that day. You know what I'm saying? And, and me and Thurston chopped it up. And Thurston was like, yo, son, I like what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a fan. I fuck with it. Like, yo, son, like, what's up? You want these L's? <laughs> you know what I mean? And... And without a doubt, me, you know what I'm saying, it's just that, like, that shit was natural for me. Like, if you look at aeronomics, that's my 1st mixtape ever. It's me on the cover, you know what I'm saying, with the low scully on, with the RLX jacket, I'm covering my eyes and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's 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 fucking three, four years before I met first. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's just the shit I've been on as a kid. I, you can look at baby pictures of me, man. They all over the internet, you know what I'm saying, with the low shit, low damn. I got all that for my uncle. So all this, to me, was natural. When it was presented to me, it was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? This is just regular destiny shit. Like, this is my, you know what I mean? It's my job.
1: work Before I go any further, man, I really, um, I really do appreciate you sharing, um, the Sean Price stories with me. Um, I, I'm a monster Sean Price fan. He is legitimately, since, since I was like 17, since I first heard Helter Skelter, um, he's been one of my favorite rappers uh he's just technically he was always on on a fucking different level than anyone else and he was just fucking funny like there are very few rappers who you know can there are very few dudes that can make you laugh about telling a story about whipping the shit out of somebody like he's just, he was just a, a witty dude. Yeah. he was, yeah. uh his body was impeccable everything was great i mean he was when you think about great rappers like He's the dude that you think of. He's witty, lyrical, uh, shit, everything that you could possibly fucking Effort, have for. Effortless. Effortless, though,
2: is a big one. You know what I mean? That like gets overlooked. Like, people look at Vicky, right? The reason that Vicky was so infectious and so effective is because it was effortless. That's what Sean P. had. You know what I'm saying? Sean had that. It was effortless. like. There was not I don't pull up a time when it sounds like he's struggling or straining to say something. You know what I'm saying? Like everything just rolls off the soul, mad natural. Like a and and, and and a big part of that too, you know what I mean? Like this, this is another truth, P P Danny, man. Like he like, son, you mad words. You be saying shit. He like you be saying this is what he it's gonna be told, me. yo, son, you be saying an album worth the shit on one verse. You need to space your shit out. Trust me, I've been there. Now, this is a fact. Like, I did the research. Like, if you look at old shit, you know what I'm saying, you can just pull up certain verses of Sean where the cadence is so different, bro, like where he was just gunning, like, oh, and he walked, like, before, my culture, culture, sculptures, vultures, insult the deliver that big ru- rupture, bitch-ass niggas don't want to test the skills. Like, you see, like, he was leaving no spaces, kind of, like, you know what I'm saying? And then yes. to go into the study, under the the 120, 120 uh, yeah. young dummies. You know what I'm saying? Like, how he started spacing his shit out. And, like, he was trying to give me that knowledge, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm a birdie dude, man. Like, I. My goal is to leave no spaces most of the time. You know what I'm saying? But the truth that he was giving me was like, well, oh, son, it, it's a lot of material. There's a lot of material in that one verse. You could break that up. You know what I'm saying? You could step on that a little bit, you know what I mean, and, and flex the delivery more. You know what I mean? And that's, that's song. I'm going to owe hold whole man, because those are, those are actual moments I had with son. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's be me and son in the studio and everybody gobbling out there, everybody out there, you know what I mean, just chilling, tending the ball, doing what they doing, playing music. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying, just it'd it be one or two MCs in that in that studio, you know what I'm saying? Really building this shit. Those moments are priceless, bro. Well yeah, man. Um, real quick, how uh
1: I just want to touch on fatherhood real quick and, and family. Like, how has that motivated and, and changed the way that you work and, and the way that you write, or, or, or has it changed the way you write? It uh, absolutely has,
2: though. Oh, uh, no, it absolutely has, though, man. Being a father has changed me in every single way you can imagine, bro. Like, the savage that I once was, I no longer am, man, and I won't even act like I am. If it needs to come out, I'll bring them out. You know what I'm saying? But, bro, like, I've changed tremendously, man. My mood day to day and she's gotten over and I've watched her beauty and progress and and, and, and just her mind develop and the ideas that she comes with. And, you know what I mean? Seeing her intelligence shine has calmed me down every step of the way, man. And it's also made me more prepared. It's kept me in the gym. You know what I'm saying? It's kept me in top physical condition because I got I to gotta protect it. You know what I'm saying? That the more beautiful it gets, the more... The more strong I gotta become, you know what I mean. So in every way, it's affected me, man. As far as my music, it's affected me tremendously, man. Like I mean, yo, lately, look, and I'm gonna say this, man. Here's a little forecast, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna hear certain joints from me in, in, in the coming, in the coming months, you know what I'm saying? And for the rest of this year, for this, you know, for the rollout for this year, we got the Broken Home project coming. The Broken Home project is as honest as it could be because it's everything. You know what I'm saying? It's me, it's my dark side and it's my it's me trying to be a better person. And it's the same for all the other members. You know what I'm saying? They at wherever they at in their life, they're expressing that on that project. But for me, you know what I'm saying? I came a long way. My my story is is is, is you know and it's extensive. So it's like and 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 it, and it covers both sides of the spectrum. So I'm trying to express that on that album. You know what I'm saying? So like the next two projects you probably hear from me are gonna be Fifty-fifty. Like you're gonna hear me talking about what I did wrong and, and why we should do better. But then you might. There might be a joint on that album where I'm talking about beating you ridiculously. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, it's gonna come that way for the next two albums. But after that, it's over. You're only gonna hear a certain shit from me because I'm at that point in my life and I got a fucking stockpile of material that expresses that and that embodies that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just going to keep doing the same shit I was doing when I was a kid and I was wilding out and I was in in a dark place. So you're going to get the rest of it. I'm going to give y'all the rest of it because I'm keeping it a buck, son. But, but, you know, I'm definitely headed in a different direction, man. And I I promise the music is going to reflect that. You're going to see exactly what I'm talking about.
1: So have they... um I want to do a couple of questions, uh, gym questions, because one of my one of my biggest supporters, probably my biggest supporter, is uh, is a powerlifting gym out here, uh, Iron Asylum. Uh, what are your PRs on the bench, deadlift, and squat? So on
2: the bench, the biggest that I ever went was four five on the bench. Now, mind you, mind you, this is at a time when I I was like twenty six years old the last time I went that heavy, you know what I'm saying, so that was a couple years ago, right now, you know what I'm saying, I go, the the heaviest I go on the bench is probably like 315, you know what I'm saying, do a couple sets of eight or ten, and I'm done, you know what I'm saying, I don't really try to go too crazy, Uh, a lot of my shit is really like uh, calisthenic based right now, you know what I'm saying, I do a lot of bag work, I do a lot of fucking shadow boxing, I do a lot of leg work, you know what I mean, but um. But yeah, like I'm at a point where I don't even do curls no more, bro. Like my arms are too big already. They're ready, you know what I mean? The strength is there. Like there's certain things I'm i not even doing no more. I just lean on the calisthenics to keep everything, you know what I mean, where it's at. But um yeah. as far what what were the other PRs you asked for? Deadlift? Um, I think deadlift definitely. the heaviest i ever went was four five as well. And um deadlift I, I'm I'm never I'm never like I never really went too heavy on deadlift. I think four or five might have been the heaviest I ever went on the deadlift. Was fourth place. You know what I'm saying? But um, right now I could like right now, like when I do deadlifts right now, I usually go like two twenty five and just rip out. You know what I'm saying? And just try to get that hypertrophy going, try to get that you know what I mean, that stamina going, just make sure I can do this repeatedly. You know what I mean? As opposed to being able to do it one time. I'm not a power lifter. I've never been by no measure. Shout out to my dude, Gusto, in the story. You know what I'm saying? Iron Bug, who is a power lifter and gets busy. Respect to all the power lifters for sure, man. I'm more of a, you know what I mean? A lot of my training is based around boxing and and fucking and, and and fighting, to be honest. Like, I need to stay loose. I need to stay You know what I mean? Agile. I do a lot of cardio. You know what I mean? I'm not really trying to get fit no more, man. I'm only I'm only uh about 188 pounds right now. You know what I'm saying? Like people look at me and they think I'm like 210 or 220 or something like that. But um, look here, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's more
1: about uh,
2: stamina for me right now, bro.
1: So another one of my supporters is a mixed martial arts gym down here. Um, it's uh, a nice. uh Bang Muay Thai, uh, out of Colorado, TJ Dillashaw, those cats, as well as uh, a sort of affiliation with a uh, Kent Planet, kind of stretching it at that point. But yeah. Um,
2: shout out, so to, Ed, shout out to Eddie Bravo.
1: That's my fucking guy. I love Eddie Bravo. Um, Yeah, Curtis Hembroff, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's the guy that opened up the 10th Planet in Austin and San Antonio. Absolutely, absolutely. Now now he's opening one in uh, uh, Tila, Mexico. He's actually, uh, Curtis has been on the podcast as well. Um, So fucking, I love the shit out of 10th Planet. I love the system. Um, Mastering the system is one of the best video uh, subscriptions you can make. 10th
2: 10th, 10th Plane. 10th 10th (laughs) Planet. 10th Planet.
1: Uh, um, nah, yeah, no, tent, yeah. tent plane, 10th
2: plane. Um, <laughs> you know Eddie Bravo be on his flat up shit, man. Oh, shit, yeah. It's it he's
1: uh, it's an interesting thing because it's one of those things that it like I stopped looking into it because my wife is a science teacher and it's going to lead to my divorce before the kid gets here. <laughs> I love I love so, so you were viewers.
2: so you were so you were keeping up all night, huh? With the gravity, with the
1: so when my wife and I got together, right? So I was in the military. I was pretty, like, I was pretty straight edge and straight as an arrow, cat. Um, and when we got together, she said, "Just don't oh, ever cheat on me." And then I was like, "All right, that's fucking easy enough." Um, I get that's out. That's not military, easy, but
2: yes, challenge accepted. So <laughs>
1: Um. So then, uh, you know, I got out and I, I discovered medicinal cannabis. Um, and then it quickly nice. turned into like. Uh, don't do heroin either. And I was like, all right, you fucking maybe easy enough. Um, but that <laughs> that's is, a hell of a leap. <laughs> well, she didn't. Okay, so I don't know if you're familiar with dabs and concentrates and shit. Um, like. Oh, I'm very familiar. Very
2: familiar. Right.
1: So she as, found as, I, as I as I hit my
2: concentrate.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Um, so she came across like a, a little like a silicone tub of of uh, dab, right? And she thought it was heroin, and I was like, "No, baby, I, I promise. Wow. I, I promise it's just yeah. the soil." Wow. Yeah, oh, please believe me. I, I burned in the torch, perfect. Um, oh man, that is that is a familiar sound, man. So the la- one of the last ones we did was with a one of my last podcasts was with a cannabis cultivator, and that was how we started off the podcast was just taking monster dabs.
2: Yeah, man, I'm out in, I'm currently in in, in Arizona right now. I'm back and forth from California to Arizona, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I'm in, you know, I'm in the places where fucking it's abundant, you know what I'm saying? And everything you want, you can pretty much get as far as, you know what I mean? As a New Yorker, you know what I mean? Coming from New York where it was like, you had to know a guy who knew a guy in a trench coat that would come and leave the fucking edibles in the basket on your door and, you know what I mean? It's a little different, man. I know, I know. In New York, it's it's expanded a lot. Got a lot fucking less light out there in the last two, three years. But I haven't been out there. I left, you know. I left more than two years ago. I left New York. You know what I'm saying? I've been back and forth between, you know what I'm saying? AZ and California for like the last two you know, and some change years. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. It's just, uh, it's definitely different. And um, uh, I've definitely stopped smoking like so much um, what they call flower out here. They never call. You know, I never. That's just some shit they say out here. I guess I'm new to that. But they'd be like, Oh, you want flour? I'm like, nah, nigga, I don't want a fucking flour. I want weed. You know what I'm saying? But shit, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. man.
1: I get it. I'm stepping away from the flour as well. Um, you know, it's like uh, I am at a I'm at an age now where it's like the, the, the smoking, like regular smoking just isn't as appealing as, you know, like the coughing and afterwards and shit. Yeah. No, 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 I, I, yeah. no, I'm true.
2: You know what it is, man? For me I'm somebody who works, right? Like, I have a job, a day-to-day job, you know what I'm saying? Like, I actually work, you know what I'm saying? I uh, fucking work in a place that builds turbo engines all day. That's what I do for a living, you know what I mean? So, like, the thing about that is, like, you know what I mean? It's it's so convenient to have that fucking pen on me all day, you know what I'm saying? And oh, just, is, it just doesn't bother great. anybody.
1: That's,
2: doesn't get in anybody's way.
1: Everybody's happy.
2: You yeah, know, I'm happy. I'm not choking anybody at my job. I've gone to work sober before. Trust me. It's not a cool thing. You know what I mean? Like, but, um, fucking having a pen allows me to just be level all day, bro. You know, people, we could go back and forth, my guy, all day about if this shit is medication or not. You know what I'm saying? But it's more than just, uh, you know, epilepsy and seizures and fucking cancer treatment. It's, it's like if spit gems would be a psycho without me, you. know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people. It's very a hard lot of to get, get to yourself. the day, bro. Um, yeah, it's very hard yeah. to get to the day, man. And deal with some of these people because you know, especially where I'm at. Yeah. it's a big culture shock for me, man. So shout out to weed, my guy. Keep the dispensaries open.
1: Yeah. Well, yes, definitely. Um, re- before we, before we dip out, um, uh, the video for homemade hot sauce with uh, Thurston Howell. You're rocking the Queen's Galaxy Reptilian Hunter. Like most of us who, who talk about the, the lizard people have their own definition for the lizard people. I, I, I just describe it as any joy suckers. Anybody who's trying to suck joy from the universe, clearly a lizard person trying to get their fix. But do you have a definition of lizard people?
2: Well, well, well. To first of all, I agree with your definition, and I definitely accept that definition, and I and I use that one as well. I, I definitely use that one as well. Um, this is the thing. I have all the information that you have, right, right, and, and that anyone else has about lizard people and all this shit. We know about scientists referring to a, a section of our brain as the reptilian brain, and you know we know that that's attributed and, and relative to the theory of evolution. And, and the different stages of evolution and how our brain developed in different places and that maybe at one time, we even passed through a reptilian state. So, like, I, I mean, I have all that information, the same information that you guys have. Now, it's really about, it's really about, for me, it comes down to, because some. sometimes the people that tell me that it's insane to believe that there could be some, not just reptoids or reptilians, or, but some people feel like it's really far-fetched to think that they could be any other form of life amongst us, right? But these same fucking people believe in the most dastardly preposterous things. You know what I mean? So for me, you know, it's like like I said, I have all the information you have. I look at things in a way where I keep my mind open. Do I believe that there are other forms of life besides humans? Obviously, right? I mean, that's a stupid question. Do I believe that there could be reptilian beings that are unseen and maybe controlling things? Not 100%, but I know it's possible. And I have a reason to believe that there is something controlling from the shadows. So... The term reptilian could really be used as an umbrella term for a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want me to sit here and tell you I fucking know something, <laughs> I don't, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It didn't fucking abduct me. I didn't see anything. You know what I'm saying? But, like, the thing is this, man. I, I, like I said, the literature, bro, the research, the studies, You, it's all out there for people. Man, you do you. Figure it out for yourself, man. I, I have access to the same things that you do. I also have access to some things that a lot of people don't because – I've been in the prison system. I see how the inside of things work. You know what I'm saying? I understand compartmentalization. I understand, I understand sweeping shit under the rug. I understand how all that works, you know what I'm saying? I know for a fact I didn't commit the crime that I did, but they still sentenced me to five to 10. You know what I'm saying? And my only way out of that was testifying against my best friend at the time. You know what I'm saying? So I decided not to, and I had nothing to do with the crime. Like, I know all that exists, corruption, you know what I'm saying? Railroading, manipulation. So if the government is doing that, what the fuck would make you think that if there was something higher than the government, that they wouldn't be manipulating people? It's just stupid to be a speculative person at this point. Like, you should, at minimum, you should just be like, I don't know. And there's no shame in saying you don't know.
1: Well done. Fucking true words have not been spoken in a very long time, my friend. Dude, thank you, thank you so much for uh, well for spitting gems, really. Like, I, 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 nah, man, I I appreciate the time. I really do. Bro, I appreciate you
2: giving me a platform, man, and giving me some time to talk with y'all, especially in a time like this, man. I mean, I know everybody's panicking, everybody's worried. It is real. There are things going on. Whether or not, listen, whether or not some of it is bullshit, the effects are real. And I can tell you that because it touched my life personally. You know what I'm saying? The effects are real. So be prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? You know, don't really worry about all the other shit because, listen, man, if something's going to become airborne, you know, they tried to stretch it, say it's airborne for X amount of hours now. Listen, they're going to keep doing shit like that. The media is going to panic first before the people do. So just be prepared, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, <laughs> don't be surprised because everything's okay
1: next month. Exactly. Um I don't know man. I, I'm trying to unplug myself from social media to the extent that I can. Um because scared people are gonna say and do scared things, man. Like like up here, like I said, I live in a small community. Like we have around sixty thousand people in an area the size of West Virginia, right? Like it's whole bunch of people just spread out not even a whole bunch of people like my town is a max of like ten thousand. um and so when people freak the fuck out like they're freaking out in front of their fucking neighbors you know people 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 get weird and they get scared and they do weird things when they're uh when they're scared uh but one
2: yo one thing i do want to let's let's i do want to leave y'all with this man is like understand the difference between panic and preparation you know i mean because i was posting some things on my facebook and people are like, yo, damn, James, are you panicking? Nah, I'm like, maybe you read that wrong. What I'm expressing is that I'm prepared for this. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's not surprising to me. And, and I'm not looking at it like, holy shit, this is, oh, my God. Nah, man, if you pay attention to the music or pay attention to anything I've been saying for the last fucking 20 years, man, I mean, it's like, it's really nothing new. But at the same time. Preparation is not panic. Don't confuse those two. Don't be a person who goes and takes more than they need. Be a person who has what they need.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Preparation is the the key to avoiding panic. If you've got what you need, you're good. Um, I don't know. I have another mantra that you know, like if you do the things you know you're supposed to do, then the things that are going to happen generally will happen. So. Yeah, prepare. Prepare, wash your hands, don't lick doorknobs. Oh, yeah,
2: wash your hands, do all that shit, man. Honestly, man, you guys are fucking disgusting. You should be washing your hands all the time. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't wash your hands? We got to have news fucking bulletins about washing our hands? Like, come on, man. This shit is stupid, bro. Wash your hands. Yo, yo, before we go, my homie A1, I told him I was doing the podcast, and he said, wash your ass, too, not just your hands. You know what I'm saying?
1: True story. Get a bidet. Bidets are a beautiful thing. Scrub your ass, get a bidet. You don't don't have to. Uh, In the land without toilet paper, the man with a bidet is king.
2: Yo, shout out to Pat Stade from motherfucking uh, Nova Scotia. He said, uh, get that ass sprayed bidet. I was
1: fucking with that. Shout out to all the the the, the, the really dope battle rappers. Paste is a nasty nasty human being. Um, Paste
2: is a, Pat Stey is, a, Pat Stey is a master and a magician without a doubt, man. Shout out to Paste, man. He's brought me he brought me and my people here uh, much uh, inspiration and, and uh, entertainment over the years. And I honestly don't think he's ever taken a loss, man. To keep it a with you, I don't think he's taken one loss. He's never. I,
1: I don't think that there's. Oh man,
2: I'm just trying to think of it. Maybe I mean, I know there's the so a Calico I know the calico, there's a calico There's a calico shit with Calico, yeah. Like, you know, he put his hands on him, and that was past days' choice whether or not he wanted to react. You know, you could you could say, hey, he acted like a professional and held it down and prevented some bloodshed, or you could say, you know what I mean? Stigems, I, I me. I, listen, there's a demon inside of me that would have took over as soon as it happened. That's a different thing. You know what I'm saying? I have no control over that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is he your but, favorite um, battle rapper? Passe? Is Passe my favorite? He's definitely one of them. I think Passe is top three. I would say of all time. You know what I'm saying? I would put Lux up there for sure. But Lux has an asterisk next to his name. You know what I'm saying? Even though, see, like what Lux does outside of the ring too. Like Lux's ability to rom. You know what I'm saying? Like just his ability to rhyme, what he presents is. You know what I mean? And he's in that lane, started as a battle rapper. And then, you know, like the flex freestyle, like certain shit Lux has done, it keeps him in that spot. I ain't gonna wild, man, because he doesn't have a long list of battles. You know what I mean? But um yeah, I would put Lux, I would put stay. And then if shit if it was only three, let me make it tough instead of five. Let me say three. If there's only one more guy. Shit. Lux stay. Man. I wouldn't say, you know, what I'm saying, like, I wouldn't say none of the new cats. Like, I'm not going to mention any new cats, just because to put them next to Alex and Stay is just not shit. They need more of a run. So to fill that third spot, I think I will go with Immaculate, man. Sure.
1: Huh. Um, shit, man. I like Disaster and Daylight. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy on the West Coast right now, so like those two dudes, and because Daylight's another one, like, like Nems is a battle rapper. You see? Right yeah.
2: There. You see, if I had, if it was five, if it was five, Disaster I would include, for sure. Now, Daylight, now Daylight, right? Daylight is a potential top five guy, but the thing about Daylight, though, is that he did so much fuck shit in the ring that it makes it hard for for cats like me. You know what I'm saying? Like super, super MC cats like me, really lyric-based, like, you know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to really fucked with a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the antics shit on stage. You know what I'm saying? But, um, as far as rapping, um, Daylight's got a freestyle, and you should check that out, too, man. Daylight got a joint that, that, uh, that Hot 97 didn't upload, but he uploaded it himself. Um, check that out. You know what I'm saying? Son is a fucking monster, man. He's an incredible writer, man. He's saying a lot. And I know for certain cats, it takes a lot to catch a lot of that shit for... Son is son is in great form, you know what I mean? Without a doubt. But uh yeah. Uh from what I hear him and Lux is in a battle and you know, I look forward to that. Cool. You know what I mean? Uh
1: um coming up, uh, from non broken home artists, or is there anything that you're looking forward to?
2: Looking forward
1: to. Shit. Non broken home and I'm looking forward to it. fucking
2: oxymoron. All right, let me let me see, man. Um you know what'd be dope, man, if I like if I heard some. I would love to come across some new Ken Bada shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I fuck with Sean Heavy. You know what I mean? Um, he's dope, bro. He's dope. If y'all ain't never checked Ken Bata, man, go check Black Magic. You know what I'm saying? Son some is, some is really blacking on that, man. But um, yo, man, there's these cats, these young cats from Queens called Trey Eight, and uh, and and and, and their tone. You know what I'm saying? Tone of voice, man. Tone seven with but um. Yo, them cats is dope. You know what I'm saying, and they also, you know what I'm saying, they also come from that Queens alumni and all that, man. You know what I'm saying. They, and I know that I've worked with them. These are cats I know. They not broken home. You know what I'm saying, but um, but I definitely, you know what I mean. Like I, I see them. These are cats. They, I think they're like 20 or 21 or something like that. They, I just see them. You know what I mean. Actually, a good segue and all that, or a good connection is that the cat um Tray One that I'm uh Tray Eight that I'm talking about. He's got a song out with DNA right now. They got a video, actually. The video's out right now. Uh, the name escapes me, man, but it's hard. It's dope, And, and DNA is actually doing really well on the beat.
1: Man, I I appreciate this shit out of your side, man. I really do. Um, Spid Gems. Man, I, I, you've taken, like, damn near an hour of your time to, to answer a lot of questions. man. So thank you very, very much.
2: Uh, it's all good, man. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you once again, man, for extending the platform and hitting me up, bro. But um, it's really nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm here, man. I'm in a crib. We're not quarantined or nothing out here where I'm at. Like I said, I'm in AZ right now. Everything is all right, man. The bars are shut. You know what I mean? A lot of shit is shut. You know what I'm saying? Went to go get bullets today, man. It was a line around the corner from the gun store, and then they let us know that there was no bullets. You know what I'm saying? Went to another one, same thing. But aside from that, man, you know what I'm saying? Everything is kind of moving pretty pretty normal out here, man. Um,
1: Before we dip out, like, if, if fans are interested in getting a hold of uh, your music or, or getting a hold of you, what are the best platforms to do that, to to find you? Instagram, uh, where else? All
2: right, so, yeah, so basically, man, like, uh, I made a wise decision a long time ago, and you could just find me at Spit Gems, like at Spit Gems. That shit is like everything. Like whatever platform you know what I'm saying I'm on, it's at Spit Gems. s t i t g e m z You know what I mean? So so yeah, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, that's Twitter, that's YouTube, that's that's all the junk,
1: man. All right. Um man again, thank you so much for your time. And uh and enjoy the shit out of your weekend, man. Enjoy your dabs.
2: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely, man. You too, man. Like I said, thank you again, brother.
1: All right. Peace. Peace, bro.